0: But, yeah, so, like, the funny thing is, like, my whole attitude towards the strip club kind of mirrored my attitude toward the the regular club, too, like, as far as buying drinks. And and I, it, it was just never my thing, like, because I, I would talk to women, I would dance with them, but, like, I, I'm not about to let me buy you a drink. Like, no, like, that just wasn't me, because I, I figured... I, I lived in a club. Like, if I buy five drinks, that's $100 easy, like, and probably more because I'm, I'm by myself something, too. Like, I, I figure I could spend that money on some shoes or an outfit for me that uh, get them coming to me instead of me approaching them and trying to buy them some mm-hmm. shit. Like, that, that wasn't ever my thing. That's the right attitude because it sets an awful precedent. When
1: you're um, right. buying buying girls drinks and stuff, so yeah, I don't really be going to lap going to uh, going to um, strip clubs like that no more, man. Yeah, you know I mean, Oh, whole energy kind of changed club. when we got when we started recording for somewhere. It, it's like I'm hearing myself it sounds weird, but
0: we yeah, it did, huh? I said it did change, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Like, what was you telling me about like how you used to get the you used to get it off in the strip clubs?
1: Man, like, last time I was there, this kind of let me know I shouldn't do this no more. You know, I had this girl hanging out with me the whole night, broke her down, negotiated down to $5 for the lap dance. <laughs> wait,
0: wait, 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 hold on, pause, 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 like, that's just a nasty sentence record deal. deal, like, <laughs> I was in a strip club, I was, this girl, like, I broke her down, like, y'all <laughs> It's, it's a stripper. Like, you're breaking her down. Nah, I mean, She's already broken, Nah, man, man it's She's a new broken. era with
1: strippers, man. It's like, that's the <laughs> path to success. The stripper is the modern-day drug yeah, dealer yeah. now, yeah. man. That's like the story that you, Facts. Know, you used to strip. So, you know, if she finally got me like, all right, I give you $5 for a lap dance. So she, she does the lap <laughs> dance, and she walks away like, mission accomplished. Never heard from her again.
0: talking to her all night that was just it
1: yeah she was like yeah I beat that nigga got that five I win
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) five
1: dollars (laughs) but I
0: I support it you know I support him hey man but you know what you know what uh, song kind of made me change my mind about strippers and it is some completely irrelevant shit Uh but that uh Cardi shit, that um get up ten. It wasn't even about stripping this shit. But she said, a bitch had two options. Stripping the loose. <laughs> like and she be she be going in on that shit though, man. Like that, that it was it had kind of the the meat meal dreams the Nightmare style oh, beat shit. like that Yeah, yeah, I bro. Never heard it. Ever I mean once once my ex-wife
1: said, hey, little bitch, you can't fuck with me if you wanted to, as her words after our wedding, I was like, I don't want to no, listen that, to Cardi no, B no, no more. No, don't say after. It,
0: it, it was at the wedding. At the She wedding. performed
1: that at She performed at the wedding, right, during the reception. <laughs> her shining moment when she couldn't wait to take that damn dress off and put on a fucking pantsuit and a cake like she's saving a nigga. So at that point, I couldn't listen to no Cardi B. Fuck, I don't give a fuck about a Cardi B
0: Why like, you really mad? Bro? I ain't even want no <laughs> Cardi's after
1: that That's why I got oh, the fake I wires I going say it <laughs> oh,
0: Don't, don't oh, Bro, I, I you are, You're kind of, sort of A reflection of me I
1: would not have that blasphemy <laughs> Attached to this podcast I, It was out of pain, man that okay? <laughs> it's like I'll show like, her. I want
0: some Cardi's, but
1: I can't do it. I'm going to get the fake ones. I'm going to do the fake ones. i <laughs> will show her.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, man, let's get into this episode, man. Yeah, so you back with anthropopagy where we mind and mind culture. You got your boy Silk. El Say Doso Leon Le, le Soie and Silky, your silkiness representing H Town for the time being. Got my man Louis Newton in the D. What up though?
0: Sure, what up? It's Louis Newton, the people's champ, the pod father. I pulled out the pod when we was out of options. Y'all already he know did the deal. Not, me. I'm did back. Not. And I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> But man,
1: like, you know, on our last episode, you know, we really got into the nitty gritty of the whole police brutality. Um, And and police brutality is like a visceral thing. It's like it's about the images that they see of us and things like that. Um, And we want to talk a bit about that in this episode. But first off, you know, just as an update, you know, at this point, uh, the protests are working. Uh, companies are starting to honor Juneteenth as a holiday. Uh, Serena Williams' white husband said he's going to give up his board seat at Reddit and give it to a brother. Um, Sephora mm-hmm. is going to use 15 percent of their shelves for Black products. HBO Max got rid of uh, Gone with the Wind and going to reissue, re, restream that with, with uh, commentary. So we are seeing some changes, but okay. that's on a global, that's on a larger scale. On a personal level, we still have people thinking like, hey, all lives should matter. And hey, I've never suffered in my life. So why is this important to me? And we're all the same, not thinking about institutional racism and the history of what black people have done in this country. So, so Louie, man, elaborate on, a, on an instance you, you've experienced lately mm-hmm. regarding that.
0: It, it was kind of that, but it wasn't quite that. Like, it, it, it was a little more subtle. It was from one of those people who... All right, let, let me make something clear. Like, there were protests, not just in all 50 states, but in, I believe, 18 countries around the world. Mm-hmm. Like, so... The black the percentage of people who were black in protesting were was minuscule considering the totality of it. Like Mm -hmm. we we're not a majority in all fifty states, much less the eighteen countries around the world. So it's mostly white people out here who are riding for us. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful thing. It's probably one of the main keep going.
1: Shout out to the white people who are Showing up for racism and not just you know
0: showing up for racism like they showing up cause it's racism not around showing up <laughs> to like, like the to white stand devil's advocate, racism. man. White devil's to advocate. Standing
1: up against racism. Not showing yeah, that's up bad. for racism, no.
0: <laughs> First you're just shouting out the white people. Then no no, just the ones who's standing up for racism. <laughs> I'm know white devil's advocate. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so the, it's mostly white people, and it it's, it's good. It's great to see because we've been doing this shit for so long, uh-huh. and it's it's probably the kids of the people that my parents were protesting mm-hmm. against. Right. Like like my pro my parents was out there. They they was radicals back in the day. Like I I did my share of protest. I I was with the Occupy Wall Street shit. Like I've been down with other causes that weren't specifically tailored to my experiences and it's like this is the payback right but there's a but there are people who are well-meaning who don't quite get it and they uh, they see all this energy and they're trying to attach themselves to it and they mean well. Okay. But they're just off the mark a little bit. Like, I I, I got an example right here. Like, and this is from my actual Facebook account. Um, I'm sure we've all seen the meme of the guy, he's uh, slowly putting on the white face paint, the red lips, doing the blue eyes, and then the Takashi style afro wig. And by the end, he's a clown. Mm -hmm. So it'll have like statements he's reading. So this one was. I'm not racist, but putting on the face paint. I don't see why they have to protest and riot. The world isn't like it used to be. And white privilege doesn't exist because my life is hard too. We've all had to go through struggles in modern society. We should focus on making it better for all of us because and for clown all, all lives, lives matter. matter. You already know. So I post this and everybody pretty much gets it, except this one particular Karen. We'll call mm-hmm. her Karen. So Un-Karen she got it on Karen. there and was saying, like, I, I'm, I'm going to read you what she said. I got it right here. Putting out right. posts with racial labels to cause resentment is exactly what the elites want. Guess you want black and white folks hating each other. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it was black and white people out there protesting. Like, that's my in- interjection. But anyway, I've always got that feeling, though. Always using labels to lower the value of somebody. Because I post a lot of shit that's specifically designed for my people. Like, oh, black people this and black people like. She she doesn't agree with that. Whatever. Uh, that doesn't devalue white people. It's just kind of bigging up us like when we do something like yeah i'm going to post that shit scroll through your post you're promoting division and doing the work for the media and george soros yeah. <laughs> i don't know what he has to do with this but i never thought of you as a tool quit promoting the divide and stop doing the work of the media and elite for them it's not racial pride it's toxic pride been telling you about dropping labels for years now would be the fucking time right so, not racial pride is toxic pride. So for one, me having pride in my race is a response to my entire life of them telling me my race is inferior exactly. and not acknowledging the accomplishments that we've made and the the str- the strides that we've made for the betterment, betterment of all of humanity. Like our shit gets swept under the rug. If it's even acknowledged, and some white man doesn't get the credit for it, mm-hmm. if there's no white man to give the credit, it's just not talked about. Like, when most like of so said, it when when
1: black folks do it, well, it's set. say? Suspect. When white folks do it, man, it's success.
0: Man, it's success.
1: Yeah, it, 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 I think it was first, but yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, when when white folks do it, yeah, it's success. When black folks do it, well, it's suspect. But. Just think about the t- the terms you're using when you're talking about this strides, accomplishments of our mm-hmm. race. Like we're not a race. Like you know what I'm saying. Like because you know you're black from some you know Middle Eastern looking fella. I'm a black African looking I, I fella. Don't look middle, you Eastern. know. But <laughs> we'll But this whole notion of and I'm about you know I'm about to put on my hotep hat the whole notion of like race, it's like they made us black so that they could be white. You hear me? So, uh, you know, they got the opportunity to say, hey, I have pride in being from Scotland. I have pride from being from Ireland. I have pride for being from fucking Norway or goddamn Dutch, What not Dutch, uh, you know, Denmark or some shit, right? We, ain't got the, we don't have that innate ability to do that because they stripped us of uh, you know, those ethnicities and stuff, right? So now at the same time, you want to say, oh, why is everything about race? When your ancestors created what they were called race covenants, which made it so that we could not live in certain areas based off the color of our skin. You can drink out of a certain fountain or get a scholarship or a loan based on the color of the skin. So it is not an equivalency for you to say, hey, Black people did this. We're the first to do that when white people been ruling this shit the whole time. So she's off base with all of that anyway.
0: Yeah. So now, and that was just the tip of the iceberg. But let me touch on a little bit of what you're saying. Like, you're right. We don't have, they cut our ties to our roots. So like they could say, oh, my family is from this particular Mm -hmm. town in Italy. Mm -hmm. Or we we were German, by the way. By way of this other Mm -hmm. country, and like my like, they can go back to the home of their ancestors, and they've effectively cut our cord, all of our ties to that. But what we do have is culture, and culture is a collective experience of shared beliefs, and it doesn't necessarily have to go from years back to from to a different country it's what we built here, right, right here right yep. now it's 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 our music it's the way we speak it's our language it's our fucking our art like we have the richest culture on the planet mm-hmm. and they are jealous of that oh, yeah, shit. for sure like that th- that is one of the biggest exports of this country like you can say oh america is all imports and we we don't export any we export fucking culture and it is predominantly black black." hell yeah but like i said that was just the tip of the iceberg it it went further with her i'm not gonna get into everything but number one she called that original post racist i'm a racist it's reverse racism and she has a penchant for throwing out the reverse racism but get get this this all came after her original post was how do I get my point of without turning people off? Because her original point was it's not about race. It's about rich people and poor people. It's about the media who's owned by the same rich people who own the prisons trying to only promote uh, stories about police killing black people. To make black people riot, start a race war, so they can lock us all up. Okay, I I, I rock with you, but my answer to that, and the like again, the question was, how did she get that off without being offensive? Uh-huh. My answer was, you can't. You got to be really careful when you say it's not about race, because the police are definitely murdering us. You're talking about a conspiracy theory that. May or may not be true. Like, you you, don't have any hardcore evidence. You didn't hear anybody say this. But it's people bleeding in the streets right now. We're, I'm watching a video of a man being murdered. Like, this is real. So for you to say it's not, that's going to come off bad. You got to check that shit at the door. And the second part, when black people say white people ain't shit, our white friends be like, yeah, they ain't. It's the ones who not cool, who be like, oh, you can't say that. That's reverse racism. Right. And of course, her response was, I'm not going to let my kids be the victim of reverse racism because you want to, black people want to feel entitled and like they have hatred in their heart. It, she went for that. And what mm-hmm. I read was the second part and it went on from there and it didn't Ooh. get any better. It got worse.
1: And, and, that's, and that's in large part why, you know, we, we don't have progress because it's convenient for for you know white people to look at things from a present state of like, well, I only make this much money. I, I, I just got denied a loan or I didn't get that job. Uh-huh. Or so, yep. and, but then I see, you know, Barack Obama's president and they've got all these billionaire black people, <laughs> you know, and there's this affirmative I mean, it's action Z And then there's Jay-Z <laughs> out there um, and he, he said, all you blacks got is sports and entertainment, but it seems like you guys got a lot more now. So <laughs> that go on then they're going to be like, no, fuck that. I don't like you mean to tell me that the little bit that I have right now, I got to give some of that up for y'all. I ain't do shit to y'all. Yep. So that's how people be thinking about this stuff.
0: And and no, the, those are the white people who don't have real black friends who could tell them about the fuck shit that they have to go through that white people can't even wrap their heads around like if a white person doesn't know and understand racism when they talk to a black person who's been through that and not some not just a random black person on Facebook or Twitter like somebody they know and they know this this person in their character but they hear that they had to go through this with their significant other or their mother or their (coughs) kids. Like that, that's how hearts and minds change. Mm. But what do you do with the people like her who live out in the sticks without a black person within 500 miles? Right. She doesn't get that. And And that's, that's, that's ignorance. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It becomes a bad thing and dangerous when you mix that, with, no, when you combine that ignorance with arrogance. Mm-hmm. Because she's talking to me over Facebook and she's saying this. And I'm saying, yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's not right because of the shit I've been through. And the shit that I've been through shows me this. I've lived through this. You're, you're spouting some shit that you saw on a YouTube video, <coughs> but this is my real life. Right. And it doesn't break through her preconceived notions because she knows better from the shit she knows. Like, oh no, that's the, yeah, I get you, but it's not about right So yeah, like it's, it's,
1: it's hard, man. So going back to your whole thing of like, yeah, there are some, you know, there are some, you know, you can't be absolutist about any of this stuff. There are some white people that understand the black person struggle uh, that have, Definitely. that, that they have, they have been, grew up with, they have their friends with, they're in relationship with, they, they are in families with them. But then also you have white people who, since we are, we are the, the largest minority group here, but we're only what constitutes 12%. Are we? Uh, I th- I, we're the, sure you're Hispanic, so we're oh, the we'll largest, but then there's something about ethnically It was like some distinction. um about oh, it. okay. Okay. Um, And I, you know, because we want to be responsible with our podcast platform. I'll read exactly what it said here um, in terms of the demographics. It'll just only take a second. Um, So it says here, white Americans are the largest racial group. African Americans are the nation's largest racial minority and third largest ancestry group. So we're the third largest ancestry group, but we're the second largest racial minority
0: Or whatever. I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) Right. I don't know. I
1: don't either. But my whole point there (laughs) is like I'm saying, so to that point of like, if you don't come in direct contact and see the humanity of someone of another color, you're just going off of images you see on television and, and in movies. And that's what's informing you what you see on cops. Then, you know, things like George Floyd will continue to happen. And people will continue to feel like, hey, my life isn't great either so why should i support what y'all went through you know what i'm saying so and that leads me to a situation i had you know as being a comedian here in houston uh there's this other comedian i won't name him um on, on the podcast here uh, but i will say what he did and give some give some details if y'all want to find out who this person is but um one of those white guys that goes to a black club he did he, he thinks he's going to be like uh what's my man's name? What's what's or, Owen guy? You know, you know the guy I'm talking about. O,
0: Owen, Owen Wilson? Not Owen Wilson. I know who you're talking George about. George Owens. White Mike.
1: White Mike, yeah. George Owens or whatever. I think that's his name. Greg Owens I don't or whatever his, his name.
0: name is. Greg, Owen sound Greg more, Owens sound better. <laughs> so <laughs> Baby. Well, go ahead. So in, if I find it out, So, in
1: order to endear himself to the black community before his show, he puts up a post about Jimmy Fallon. Uh,
0: Gary Owens. Gary Owens,
1: yeah. So but Gary Owens is in a relationship with a black woman. Grew up probably with black Mm -hmm. people and you know he's he's alright. But this fella, out in the sticks, hillbilly, bill you know, but he wanna play both sides because he can wear his hat backwards and he got a couple pairs of Yeezys, right? Um, and a couple of tattoos and went to jail. Okay, whatever. So he puts a post (laughs) up before he's got this show at this black room, this black club down here with all these local legends to show that he's down for the cause. He puts up the video of Jimmy Fallon saying, this isn't racist, period. <laughs> and then talk about, don't cancel Jimmy. That's dumb. What you need to do is burn that piece of shit cop alive on air and give the money, pay it on pay-per-view and give the money to the family. Now you got all these coons and black people saying, oh, you woke, you're a real one for this. Wait a minute. Because, no, motherfucker, I'm not like, no. So I responded, that shouldn't say, nah, blackface is racist in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Now, whether it happened now or it happened 200 years ago. This dude's response was, well, yeah, it may have been offensive in the 19th century. Well, actually, 20th century. But not in the case of this fucking, not in the case of this skit. But in reality... I go through the history of SNL about how they had Chevy Chase and Richard Pryor on SNL in the 70s and Chevy Chase called Richard Pryor a nigga. Then I go Uh into Chris Rock getting fired in the 90s right around Rodney King. And then fast forward eight years later, they got some off-brand, just random white boy portraying Chris Rock in the most negative light you know, mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'm not about to get up early in the morning and work for you, Regis, and saying, hey, you know, black folks don't want to be a millionaire. We just want $50 and some poos. Like, just ignorant-ass jokes. <laughs> and, like, he's going to say, hey, well, at least it was funny. Nah, that's the bare minimum. An institution like SNL right. knows they got psychologists and historians and all these motherfuckers that know every implication of what this show is doing in the platform that they have. And in 2000, they did blackface. And and this is why we people have the same image of us, the same feeling of us, the same visceral reaction to us. It's because of the entertainment that on the highest levels, still a lot of people to do blackface and do caricatures of us when they could have had a black person impersonate Chris Rock. They have to put a white boy in blackface and make him sound all ignorant about about somebody that they fired because when he got fired they tried to make it seem like he's a SNL's own Chris Rock nah Chris Rock got fired
0: it had to go on the road no and get no wait, it out wait, the mud right real quick. You said when he got fired, they tried to make it like it was SNLs. No, he got fired because they didn't want him. And then once he blew the fuck up and became who we know him as, because our generation doesn't know him as SNL Chris. Right. But like, I I was surprised when I figured out he was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I've seen any of his sketches. Like I know him from Bigger and Blacker. I know him from fucking CB4. From uh, uh what's the shit with Wesley Snipes? Uh. Uh, shit, I can't think of Who it. Was uh, the with the Carter, um, oh Ice New Jack G, City, yeah, New Jack City. At New, uh, New Jack City, like, it's like that—that's when I started seeing them. It's, it's exactly I started seeing them. Yeah, that's the point I was that. saying. That's what I was saying. So then, the, wait, no, you. But you kind of, you, you made it seem like it might be, oh, as soon as they fired him, it was like, oh, well, no, he's still under our umbrella. Like, no, they didn't no, fuck with him you, until he was all until he was the Chris Rock we know him yeah, as. You cut me so off, they tried to take credit for his success afterwards. I just wanted to get that out there, but go ahead. Yeah, that's the point I was going to make, but I'm glad you were on the
1: same page with that. But yeah, right. and, and just, you know, for our listeners, um, a great uh, resource to talk, to learn more about Chris Rock is... Uh, Culture Shock on Amazon Prime where they detail the role that he took after getting fired from SNL but what this guy said so he he, he reconciled with me was like oh I get it you got me to see it man I appreciate that right but then my homeboy he went on there and said nah nigga fuck that who are you to deem what is and is not racist and then this is what fucked the whole shit up for me in my eyes with this dude his response to him was I've experienced more racial violence than anyone you know bro so at that point i was like nah this nigga's nasty (laughs) so then you know that's when we went on a whole course of like you know we can't you know white people still think like hey because i went to jail my life was hard too Motherfucker, you went to jail for something you did we go to jail (laughs) most of the time for shit we ain't do and if we get arrested we took
0: a plea we took a plea because they said if you don't take this plea, it ain't about what you did; it's about w- what the jury will believe and all the evidence we got. You gonna end up doing fifteen years, or you could take this plea and do three years exactly. and be out in one. Right? Exactly. Like, so yeah, it's whereas he
1: went out, got, you know, got a master's degree and did all this stuff. Like it's not the same because you just went to jail. Like. The whole system okay. is entrenched in white supremacy to the point where you were able to just go in and re- re- resume your life after that. Yep, oh,
0: yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shit don't even matter, and, and that's the whole <laughs> point. Like point A
1: blackface is this whole idea of being able to turn on and turn off black, like this person. He can. He wears. You can wear your hat backwards. You can wear your Yeezys. But at the same time, (laughs) when you want to book a racist bar and you up there talking to him, he's saying, "Hey, you can do comedy here, but I don't want none of them niggers up in here." You gonna go ahead and take his money and not book any black people. So my whole point is like, nah, you can't come over here and get money with us and think you cool just because you acknowledge us. Nah, you gonna have to fucking be real. You don't have to be out there and not be racist. You're going to be out there and like, really represent and, like, talk to these people. Like, so I see you on that bullshit. I'm not yeah. going to fuck with you.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But... And that... Yeah, go ahead. And I, I I, don't think I... um mentioned this, or I, I, maybe I didn't convey it, but I think the thing you're saying is a little bit different from the situation I experienced because the situation you're experienced, it's a person using their whiteness and white privilege knowingly to get over. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to twist the hat to the back and go limp biscuit to the black room, but when I get around white people, I'm full white boy mm-hmm. and not fucking with black this people. This motherfucker like, got I, a
1: joke saying... He got a joke where he says... A gay person in the gym walks up to him and says to him, "You've got blue eyes like a good Christian boy but tattoos like a hardened street thug. Like, that joke races as hell. Like having blue eyes makes you a good Christian?
0: Yeah yeah that, that, it, it, it's got some implicate like I know how you think right but like uh so like a blind hair blue eyed aryan hitler baby yeah i, yeah. I, I, that's I get good. it and that's it's,
1: virtue like nah, you can't come over here and get money with us nigga you can't come to our rooms and get money with us if this is how you think you think because you can right. put your hat on backwards like oh now you cool
0: Fuck but here. see here's the thing and he's not gonna say that joke in that black room so he knows it's fucked up he he knows he actually did though Oh, oh, shit. Well, he kind of get props for that. Yeah, like, he got that off. did it go over?
1: Yeah, it, dude did that shit on Sway in the morning. Wow. And that's like what's wrong with black people. Wait, hold like, on. So
0: this motherfucker Sway got no, on a
1: goddamn Koofy and let him get that racist bullshit joke off. Well,
0: hold, hold on. So l- l- let's back up a little bit. Like, if you don't know a comedian and he's doing if he does that joke. I'm thinking he's not making fun of, or not not necessarily making fun of, he's actually making fun of racism. But knowing him and how he is, you don't get to say that shit. Like, not knowing him, you kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, he's cool, and he's making fun of racism. Like, they're stupid because they're attributing this based on my race. But, like, really, though? But really? Right. Like, you on that bullshit? How
1: he closes the joke was like, he's like the gay guy. He's like, "Oh, this gay guy hit on me. Oh, I gonna whoop his ass. But then how it came out was, no, I don't. I get the fuck out of here, dog. That's racist, uh, homophobic. This dude's fucking trash. Yeah. And it's like, but, but again, that's the thing. My whole point right. is, the point I'm making is that you have images out here and you have people that are, are given the license to create those images. This motherfucker right. is going to be one of those people on the road to creating those images. And that's why yep. this stuff gets perpetuated. Because you can go into a black room with people and get that kind of validation from a black room. Where it's like, no, nah, you're on some racist bullshit. And what you are creating, much like what Jimmy Fallon did in blackface in 2000, is perpetuating harmful stereotypes that lead to people like us getting beat up in the street and white people calling the cops on us for no reason because they're from fucking Novi and ain't seen no black people. Well, not Novi,
0: maybe like uh, yeah Mason, Michigan. How? How? Yeah. All right. Let me double down on that because you get those type, but you also get what I dealt with was the which is the person who is. Down for the cause and is for the wants the best thing for black people, but doesn't understand black people so she thinks she knows the best thing for black people and what black and isn't taking to account what black people actually go through and think and feel because she hasn't been around them to get that input so she thinks she's doing something good but is in fact perpetuating those same kind of stereotypes and the same kind of falsehoods and doing the same damage that he is so you kind of it's two sides to the same coin the knowing ones and the ones who think they're doing good and don't realize they're on that fuck shit and
1: the thing is they're equally damaging right at the end of the day so it's like you just aren't supposed to do it so the argument got to like is Jimmy Fallon racist I don't think Jimmy Fallon's racist I would say he's more of an opportunist than anything um but um the same at the same time, what you're perpetuating is you may have black French, right? You you had you yeah. had you know I mean he's got,
0: he got he's the Literally,
1: got the leader of the band on his show. His, his name is Black Fall. So I get it. You did <laughs> a movie with Queen Latifah, but at the same time. Somebody in North Dakota or Iowa or Alabama or whatever the fuck is watching your show or following your career and you did a the worst possible thing in my eyes as a comedian, a, la- a lazy and it's lazy, too, because the way they because people will say, like, oh, you know, it's supposed to be funny and hey, you know, but not. Nah. Like they perk, like I look at the intent of things and the platform and the power that they have. So SNL, it I see them as a a form of institutionalized racism because most people they don't they don't read anymore, they don't study stuff, they're not watching documentaries, they're watching clips on YouTube, they're watching little sketches on Saturday Night Live, and this is how they're seeing the world, and this is how. They, they operate in society, man. So SNL, like, I'm to the point in my age where I'm never going to get hired by SNL. So fuck Saturday Night Live. They're a racist institution that fucking perpetuates these negative stereotypes. And um, I'm not giving them a pass on this stuff. And it's, and, and it's these institutions, especially being someone that's in entertainment and a comedian, like, you have a responsibility. Art imitates life and vice versa right right you know what I'm saying I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I'm saying this to say even if it's well-meaning, it's still not going to be accurate because you're taking the actual humanity out of that experience when you do blackface and you're just basing it on what you think and what sh- what you want black people to be and, and that kind of leads us to soul man, right We both watched that movie yeah it was bad <laughs> it was bad. So so so, tee it
0: up a bit. Yeah, let, let's get into the Soul Man shit because we. I, I want to touch on this. So, for those of you who don't know, you you might have uh, passing memories of seeing this uh, in your younger days. But Soul Man was a movie about a white man, a white younger college student who wanted to go to Harvard Law. Like that was his main goal. Like him and his buddy, they wanted to get into Harvard Law, and. He got in, but his father, who was rich, he was well off, well to do. His father was going through like a midlife crisis type shit, and he decided he wasn't gonna pay for his college. Mm. So he tried to get a loan, couldn't get a loan because he had bad credit. And he actually went to the bank and said, See all these mispayments? I had the money, I just didn't pay on time. And the bank said, Yeah, the thing about it is with us, we're conservative we actually want you to pay whether you have the money or not. It's the, I, We don't give a fuck. <laughs> so couldn't get the loan. So he found this scholarship that was for uh, a minority student.
1: African-American. And his logic
0: was... Say it's what?
1: African-American specific. Yeah,
0: yeah, bla- bla- it was a black one. Like, specifically black. Henry Bouchard. Mm-hmm. So his logic for doing this was... Oh there th- this uh scholarship is for black people from California God damn it fuck you Siri <laughs> This scholarship was for black people and he was saying oh there is no applicants nobody qualified for it in the entire state of California well, there was one guy, but he went to another college. Like there was only one person, one black person who was qualified for this scholarship to Harvard. That that in and of itself was, had me like uh, really yeah, and that, but and that's what the,
1: exp- but again, like Okay. Oh, well, we said this off wax. This the you look at this movie and the time it was made. It's got James Earl Jones and it's got Radon Chong in it. Uh, they're, playing, they're playing some blues music in it. It's in the 80s, around the Bill Cosby mm-hmm. era. The intent maybe would have been to mean well in this situation. But still, even with white, liberal Hollywood mentality, you still look at black people as not... No one in the whole city of L.A. Or, uh, would be qualified for this scholarship. Only one black guy would be qualified to be a lawyer. <laughs> But then the interesting thing is his friends like, well, that money would have just sat there, right? You know, exactly. But uh, I want to go back to the the father having a midlife crisis. Uh, Wait, hold on,
0: hold on before we before we break it down, let's get let's get get the plot. So, right, so we they decide he's gonna get this scholarship, but how? He takes these magic pills because they don't want to show him putting shoe polish right. on his face because that's a, a, a bridge too far. <laughs> so he takes these pills, these tanning pills that darken his skin and make him become black. Goes to the college, he and he's going in there kind of goofing off, meets a, a black girl who kind of gravitates toward him because they're the only black people. But she has a complete way. And you know what? Like, Let me take that back. She doesn't gravitate to- towards him. He gravitates towards her because she's beautiful and exotic mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So she's focused on her studies and he's pursuing her, not really focused on his. Mm-hmm. So fast forward, he uh, f- goes through several different experiences that... Uh, black people will know all too well. He he feels what it's like to be black. He experiences racism all around him. And eventually it gets to him. And he, like the point of the movie is he gets it. He gets caught eventually. And has to go to this bullshit trial. Because they're going to put him out of school. And James Earl Jones is in this. And at the end of it. He gives him this speech like so you learned a lot more than you bargained for didn't you son uh, and he like at the very end of the movie he's saying look alright I got caught but I want to pay back every dime to <laughs> and this is the funny part like because he t- nobody had that scholarship but if he if nobody took it it went like nationwide went to and the state the, the black girl right. who was Ray Dawn Chong She would have got the scholarship, and she was counting on that. She had her fingers crossed waiting on it, but she didn't get it because he took it. And now she's got to work this job. She has a kid. She's got to go through all these extra steps that are affecting her actual work because of him so he said i'm gonna pay her back i'm gonna create a scholarship in her name and, uh i'm gonna make a contract that 10 percent of my earnings go to blah 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 and james earl jones just keeps saying like when he says something he'll say what else what else what else and the final thing he said was i still want to be a lawyer lawyer in my heart i was hoping that james earl jones would take a stand for the for the culture and say no but he did not. He said, oh, well, you going through all this bullshit, you're going to be one of the good white people and right. know what it's like and blah, blah, blah. And everything's going to work out for you in the long run. You're gonna the, Being a hard for grad, it's going to get you a lot of money and win you a lot of influence. You can go into politics and do all these great things, even though
1: he does not deserve it. Right. He was, because it was this whole thing of like, You've actually experienced what it's like to be a black
0: man in mm-hmm. America.
1: Uh, but again, blackface is something you can turn on and turn off. So now that we want to get into this episode, let's talk about it, man. Some things that, that that I noticed in this deal. So, like you mentioned, like she was working hard, right? Most people, mm-hmm. most, most white people in school, man, they get into the school because their parents donated money or because their name's on a building. They're not there studying. Like, like, think about Brett Kavanaugh when he was in law school. Wait no, a minute. Listen, listen to Are me. We're gonna
0: say most.
1: No, mo- okay, not more. All right, but I'm just saying the caliber of guy he was in this yes, movie. Perfect. He was not a type I'm of studious guy. He was there to party. You know, it's yep. like his right. It's his duty that he's gonna be this Harvard lawyer because that's just how easy life was and continue to be for, for white people, right?
0: he he actually said that when he was trying to get his father to pay for his way in, he was like, "It's my birthright." Like, I think he actually mm-hmm. said that, like, "You you owe this to like the the world owes me this." Like, yeah, and that's, that's like, the stuff I, yeah. that
1: leads to. That's why it's like, white people don't get fired. I've gotten fired. I've lived down here in Houston for eight years and I've had like seven jobs, so I get fired <laughs> quite frequently. But I think they get fired because <laughs> they're like, oh. He can, Lucius, I mean Lewis can handle it, right? But <laughs> white dudes never get fired because they feel like it's their birthright to have employment and have yep. success because they're going to shoot this bitch up if they get fired. I've never <laughs> I've never met a white man that's been fired, and I've never really met white people that are really good at their jobs either. They stick around. <laughs> so it's pretty much an odd thing. But I want to talk about all these white guys. That's funny, bro. It's just an observation,
0: man. <laughs> Like (laughs) nigga never met a white man who's been fired or met a white man who was good at his job. (laughs) They got they got the game
1: sewn up over there. Meanwhile Meanwhile, I didn't come up with all types of ideas and did great things at the company. I'm still on my ass, man. (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) But I noticed, man, like Mm. all the all these these rich these they this the generation before him, like their fathers and stuff, they were like, because you know, he, his his dad had this midlife crisis. He's like, oh, I'm gonna give you your manhood. I'm not gonna take care of your cows. He had on a fila leisure suit, and then right. when they went to their shared psychiatrist, and he was talking about how his son is always wants and wants. He had on a he had on a fila leisure suit, yep. and then he had a waiting yep. room full of people that were feeling that same angst around their kids wanting stuff from them all the time. They hell had all had on feel a leisure suit, so I wonder what that was about.
0: Yeah, it, it was probably like a famous like, aesthetic uh marker of the times that kind of misses us because we ain't yeah, grow up it, it in. Didn't it. Age well. but,
1: but um, but yeah, let me get yeah. on to this other part where like the whole news thing. So it's like once he sums up the amount on Wait, the on, trailer. On. Look, this is on the trailer. Remember this. No, let me finish. On the
0: trailer of the movie, the. All right, let me just add one quick thing. So, you're you're talking about. It was on the trailer, definitely. But this is one of the opening scenes. Like, this is how the movie introduces itself. It was. No more than ten minutes in, what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I just want to give the people that kind of framework. Like this wasn't like something deep in when we are. No, the movie introduces itself That's like this in the trailer, and then it's the first ten minutes of the movie. Go so ahead.
1: in the trailer, it's the white guy zooming in on mm-hmm. him with this whole notion of he's got to get down. So he's. So we've already the image. The, the Wait,
0: it's not zooming in. It's a close shot that zooms oh, out. Oh, a
1: close shot that zooms out. Got you. That, that is a big difference. So, close shot zooming out is just saying, like, immediately you have this, this visceral thing happening, then you zoom out. It's like, oh, it's just a white guy dealing with a little stress, right? But right. then, when you go to the movie, they're actually putting a Cabbage Patch
0: Kid with dreads, which is like... Wait, hold on, hold on. We missed a major part. So, it's a close shot on his face. He's talking about He's going down the list of money of what he'll have to pay. Like, oh, it's this much for uh, room and board. It's this much for books. It's this much for this. It's this much for that. And then this much for tuition. And it's zooming out the whole time. And when it gets to the furthest out, you see he's standing on a chair. And you see a noose right in front of his face. Right. So I remember you were saying, what the is that like that like you had that visceral reaction i'm like but what are they trying to say i don't get it like he's gonna hang himself like he's not black yet like i i get it in the sense of it's the movie about him being black like but i i don't get the symbolism there it doesn't it i don't see a point to it but the point is coming up go ahead this is the point
1: so then they put a cabbage patch kid down who is mm. clearly ethnic not just any black cabbage patch not dark skinned, <laughs> but he's the, the the color of black that is becoming acceptable. Like you look at Ray Don Shaw, mm-hmm. she's half black. You look at even when yep. he puts on the black face, he's like Barack Obama complexion, right?
0: He it's, looks kinda like Barack. <laughs> so they put this
1: this this lightly colored cabbage patch kid with kinky hair. Which is, why uh, do you have this dial? And exactly. why are you putting it in a noose and hanging it in effigy towards your current plight of your rich dad, daddy cutting you off?
0: Bro. Like, again, this is the beginning of the movie. Yes, so when I start. cut it on, the first thing I noticed, like, was it, it was kind of a montage where they... It, it, he was sleeping, and they zoomed in on uh, some tennis balls. They zoomed in on some trophies. It, it just a whole bunch of Whiteness, white right. shit, like like yeah, <laughs> like high class white type of shit. But the room is messy, like so. The, but then they got uh, uh, muddy waters, Hoochie coochie man playing. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I'm like, oh shit! Like he actually fucks with black people. We will find out later in the movie, right. and this pissed me the fuck off. This was one of the th- the things that just took me aback when I heard it, like in m- more than I expected it mm-hmm. to. But fast forward to later in the movie, his parents they come to his house on campus, and he's dating the black girl. So it's a uh, oh, will they find out? Like his parents are in this room, the black girls in this room, and he has to try and hide himself from both of them. So what ends up happening is his parents are playing the Beach Boys in the room, and the black girl, Ray Dawn Chong, hears it, and he explains it to her, like, oh, yeah, that's just some mood, some music I play to wake me up. I set that as an alarm, so I'll have to get up and cut it off so our music sucks too like you put that on specifically because it's bad music that you have to get up and cut off but the beach boys is what's in your soul the 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 beach boys who stole from fucking chuck berry and got on and never paid him for his shit like it's just so many levels from this well-meaning movie (laughs) to the the it, it's the unintentional racism of it all. So, so it, he, it, that's how this movie opens up. where so Hoochie Coochie, man.
1: Yeah, which she took tennis balls and threw it at the stereo. And then it came on an alarm. Mm. Threw it at the alarm. Then he gets yep. up. Uh, and, and go So, if we're going to crisscross the route, I want to talk about that that moment. that, that is supposed to be that com- comedic mix-up moment where he's got the blackface on. His parents are finally coming to visit him. Um, they right. don't know that he did this thing. He's got he's yep. got the he's got the white woman that actually was in the office. She was uh the HR lady in the office. I don't know if you remember that. What? I yeah, that was the, the I one with the office. That Heavy. was the one Michael Scott was dating and married. That was her. What was her name? Jan? Uh, that was Jan? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we had No
0: So we had
1: Jan in the movie <laughs> that he's like pushing away and then you got Ray Don Chong coming, right? But what I want to talk about, let let me me cook.
0: We ain't going to get into Jack.
1: Let me me talk, let me cook. So what I want to get at is when his father sees his son in blackface, right? So which is a Mm. weird thing about this movie in total is that no one was like, hey, white man, why you got that blackface on? Everybody just assumed he was black, right? But his father's reaction to seeing this black man, he's like, get away from me. I'm armed. Is this initial thing nope. he says, right? His first reaction to seeing a black man is like, you are here to create danger and harm towards me. And then once he's like, hey, it's me, it's your son. Shut up, dad. And then he goes in the other room. He says, I think he had a knife. Didn't he have a knife? Nope. Just this immediate react to the point where uh, as, a, as a black man, just our presence is weaponized. Is a threat. Yep. Whereas a white dude, yep. whereas just going back to the whole, like bringing it to present day here for a minute, man. During these peaceful protests, we're getting tear gas, getting rubber bullets blasted at us. We're fast rewind a couple of weeks when this corona shit first popped off. You got white boys going up with AK-47s and bulletproof vests to the fucking state capital and nothing happening to them. Because... There's this whole theory of big nigga, big gun, same thing. Whereas, like, they're mm-hmm. like, well, white guys, we know, you know, you're, you're inadequate. We'll give you guys the guns. <laughs> this is more of, like, affirmative action for white people is the, the gun laws in this country. <laughs> like, like, you're not even threatening with an AK-47 in your hands, little <laughs> white boy. Whereas, they made it to the point where, before, we couldn't read, right? It was illegal for us to read in this country. So we were more likely to a nigga was more likely to get shot with a book in his hand than a white man with an AK 47. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah.
0: Back to the back to back to soul man, man. Yeah. So, all right, let's push it forward again. Like, and this is another problem I have with this movie. Like when he first went to the campus, It was like a welcoming party for uh, the new uh, students or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he was there, and the first scene of him at Harvard was two white guys telling a racist joke, and as soon as they say the punchline, they look over and see him, who they assume is a black man, and they say, it's just jokes, we're cool, right? And he just laughs it off and his guy say oh his uh, friend says oh yeah they were jerks yeah whatever it d- doesn't even think about mm-hmm. it but what initially my first thought in hearing that was nigga you weren't supposed to be there that's not you of course it rolled off your shoulder Man. you're not black you don't identify with that nothing you say nothing they said is anything you're hearing for the first time those are your peers that's supposed to be Ray Dawn Chong, who had to get the scholarship and fight tooth and nail to get there. In her first fucking five minutes at the school, she's hearing racist jokes. How does that work? All right. How how does she feel? Like that the impact of that would have been ten times worse, and she she probably wouldn't have. She probably heard the shit too before, but it's a it's a stronger feeling than just him saying oh yeah whatever okay and just continuing with this conversation like nothing ever happened
1: so i think the scene works as a device of showing this is how white people this is like giving you like uh kind of like a glass to the ear in the room amongst white people how they relate and how they talk because what may have seen be perceived as an innocuous joke between two white guys at a party, is the the actual feelings these soon-to-be influential white men who are going to be lawyers and mm. judges feel about black mm. people. So it might start off exactly. this little joke, but you're already putting in your mind that a black man is either only value is either in a behind a prison wall. Or as protecting a white man, because the two jokes were. I mean, the jokes were. What do you call a a, a a white man in ten? What do you call a white man when he's around ten black dudes? Quarterback. What do you call a white man when he's
0: around ten thousand black dudes? The warden. So. Yep. But go ahead. Exactly. No, that I, I was just gonna say. Okay, the, the joke was, and you're absolutely right when you say it's. Implicating how these people, these Harvard professors, with all the the or hoopsfa, whatever that fucking was, like the all that jinisse quoi that a Harvard fucking degree gives you, all the power it gives you to move into these different spaces, like that's how you think, like that's what's in your Mm -hmm. heart, like. A black man is either in sports or in prison. Mm-hmm. So what what are you really doing with that power if that's how you think? But the problem with it is it was never really addressed and that again this this is the well meaning right. part. Like you're 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 well, showing oh, this is how white people think, but they never got any uh any fucking like consequences or repercussions for their racist behavior they
1: actually did at the end of the movie oh did they I must have missed Okay, so at the end of the movie right so once he's done the whole speech of like oh I'm gonna do this I'm gonna give back Um, you know he had the trial they let him continue to stay Mm -hmm. and now the roles are reversed there's a scene where he saw her working at the cafeteria right with right. her and her son's right. there. I remember that. Now he's working at the cafeteria, right? That's where they flipped it. Oh. They, now he's at, he has to work to go there. So he's doing financial aid and, and you know, work right. study, right? So while he's there, he sees Ray Don Chung and her and her kid um, and they talk and, and he's like, you know, how do you feel about interracial relationships and all this kind of stuff? So he's trying to make a play for her after all of this. And she's like, I think we're too oh different. God. I think we're too different, right? That's how she says, that's how she ends it. And then they walk away. And then you see the two white guys again, and then they get say some joke about a test tube baby or whatever. And then that's where they have the whole big thing where he punches the two white guys, and they go flying in the tables, and he storms out, right? And then Radon Chong comes after him and says... Uh you know, well I, I I'm cool with interracial relationships today they love each other. Oh my god, that's even worse. Yes, that's oh what god, happened. God, that's how the that. movie ended. Oh, and then my, they walked away is... in the in the sunset. He walked away in the sunset as the ultimate white savior with the biracial woman and the young black son.
0: Oh that's my, how the that, movie ended. Is...
1: So that was oh, the consequence. I, I didn't see that. It was self serving oh consequences my... that enabled him to endear himself. To the chocolate exotic woman at the end of the movie.
0: And then they go on to be Brett Kavanaugh and Lindsey
1: Graham. Well, not Brett Kavanaugh and Lindsey Graham. They go on to be Whatever. Kamala Harris and her.
0: No, no, I meant the two white guys who got. Oh, these yeah, consequences yeah, yeah. was a punch to the face. They still go on to right. be senators and lawyers. Exactly.
1: <laughs> they still go on to be senators and lawyers. So it's like, boy, that. That uh, Mark Pelfrey Watson was a real jerk in, uh, in law school, wasn't he? Because, <laughs> like, what the right. fuck? This nigga's name, he was so white that his middle name was Pelfrey. You ain't never met a nigga whose middle name was Pelfrey. So, like, this movie was oh. ridiculous. Like, And I, I, I was thinking, as I'm watching this movie, it's like, nobody's going to call him out on blackface. Everybody believes this motherfucker's black. Even motherfucking... Uh,
0: James, James Jones. Jones.
1: Like, remember yeah. that scene when he got... he got So the cop was trailing him, and then he finally, like, he was like, oh, you switch lanes because the lady, he's watching behind him, and then the cop, I mean, uh, the person opens their door. The lady their door. Then he yep. finally pulls him over, and he gets his ass beat, and, and then, um, which is what... Not by the
0: cops, though. Right, they, by, they take him to jail because he doesn't show his license. He's in there with a whole bunch of... Uh, right, boys. Boston fans yeah. who said... Yeah, like we're all in here because our team lost to some niggers, right? And then so we
1: <laughs> gonna take it out on you.
0: And that's usually yeah. what it
1: is. Like, like, an aside, like you know, one of my well, my my uh, my uh, macroeconomics teacher, would say, an aside to this. So what what typically happens in these situations is when you, when you see racial violence, it's it's never necessarily like one white man squaring up against one black dude it's a gang of white dudes against one black dude or it's one white Mm -hmm. dude against a young kid or older black man that's just out on the street it's like y'all don't even square up toe to toe and what y'all do is y'all take out try to take out the inadequacy that you have against somebody else because they're angry because they lost <laughs> and your and your vengeance is oh we're going to get better why were they in jail like i didn't get that part so gang of them in jail why are y'all in jail cuz y'all lost the niggas. i don't get it i didn't get that whole scene at all the, uh,
0: of course you don't like but well no i ain't going to say of course you don't but the, what i immediately Understood? Was their team lost there in Boston? Of course, they started rioting and oh, burning right. shit down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they didn't say that in the movie, but like, I, I, I didn't realize that until just now that that wasn't a thing in the movie because my mind automatically went there. Like, oh yeah, y'all was rioting. <laughs> oh right,
1: right, right. Uh, okay, so. So then, like, what, what's something else in that movie, man, that was going on?
0: Something else is, and this is what I started thinking maybe halfway through the movie. This could have been a great, amazing, groundbreaking movie if it was just one minor change. What's that? If it was from the perspective of Ray Dawn Chong instead of this white motherfucking... Quasi-racist Entitled piece of shit Like if it was from Radon Chong's perspective Where she's working hard Hoping she gets this fucking Scholarship Hoping nobody will get it So it'll go national And she gets it But it doesn't That doesn't stop her She gets in anyway Finds the money somehow If she could find the money to get in How come he couldn't find the money to get in Number one like she's there right, his, without the scholarship. His first goal is
1: he, his first attempt is either borrow the money or steal it from somebody else.
0: Steal it from black. Steal it from, steal it from somebody black. Mm-hmm. So, because he wasn't robbing no bank or nothing, he, he he still. And that is fraud, by the way. That that is a federal crime. Right. Lying on a scholarship to get money. Right. Like he stole that from the government and black. People. There are literally anyway,
1: mothers in jail. Because they they put a different address on it on something, yep. so their kid can go to a better school. Send their school kids to
0: better school. Yep. But he's still in Harvard. He's still in fucking Harvard, tuition. Right. Anyway, so Ray Dawn Chong, despite all this, not getting a scholarship, she still makes it in with her kid. Mm-hmm. She's not not with her kid, but uh, she's a she's single mother. mother. Right. Makes which your
1: per- single mother with a black kid, which is already giving you the image of a black man not taking care of his kids, mm-hmm. already to create that image. Like, was it necessary Damn. that she was a single mother? They didn't say anything about not the father. That fucking old. But again, that's how white. Like I, I, you know, I've dated women, and like they, they would tell me situations where they, like white women, will be in a store with them, and then like if they got into a little. Little, you know, little conflict, they would say the insult would be like, go home and take care of your kids or something like this. Assumption that black <laughs> women always have our baby mamas and single mothers and all this different stuff. Yep. But yeah, that was like, that's insulting right there. It's like, why is she a single mother? And why is that not addressed at all in this movie? Or, and why was it necessary to make her a single mother?
0: And what makes it even more hand handed is. When he find like, he, he goes to her house and they're talking and he says, so, when did you get, when were you married? And automatically assumes she was married, which is fucking crazy, because that's not what you would assume. Like, your white ass wouldn't assume she was married. Like, you would just assume she got knocked up and blah, but whatever. She was married. The husband's nowhere to be found, blah, 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 but A better way to do that, like, which could endear you to him and make him not such a piece of shit, was her, if she would have said, like, if it was from her perspective. And he said, oh, when were you married? And her to say, oh, why why would you think I was married? What, What makes you think that? And he would say, oh, I saw the tan line on your ring finger. Like, that, that, say some shit like that but there was nothing to indicate that she was married at any point it was just something to cover the racism of having this black woman who's at harvard law be a single mother right. <laughs> that was all, the only right. reason she was married like it, it, otherwise it doesn't really make any you in fucking college planning to go to law school you gonna get married and have a kid right. And the kid was like six. Right. Like, he, he wasn't like three. Right. Like What the fuck? When would when, you get married when you was 15? Right. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, back, back to the original. If it was from her perspective, she got into the fucking, into the school. She's the one at the fucking party hearing the racism. And then she meets him and like he's coming after her. And then she finds out that he's, white and the reason she couldn't get the fucking scholarship like th- that is a better story than the bullshit that they gave me and then at the end she says no fuck you you gonna put this scholarship on my name you gonna do all this shit you're, you're gonna do everything that you said you were gonna do but I'm gonna go off and be a lawyer <clears throat> that's a better movie
1: well you know the intent isn't to make great movies right the intent is to
0: To make the white man look good exactly. and noble.
1: It that's the whole <laughs> point of a lot of this stuff. It's an agenda. It's called We got like you say I be on some whole shit when I be saying the names of stuff and what the, the the name means. Think about it. Yes History is the is the is the oh is God. the word that we use to talk about what happened in the past. History. Right?
0: Bro, nah. All right. I'm all right all okay. All right, all right. All right. All right. I'm not gonna be on that
1: shit. But listen to me. Listen to me, man. Listen to me, my brother. Listen to me, my brother. But, but so like yeah, that would be a more compelling movie, right? But the the point of this movie wasn't to show the plight of black people. The point of this movie, made in 1986 by the same guy that would go on and like find Tom Cruise and do risky business and all this stuff was to capitalize on this renaissance of going on in, of black entertainment in the 80s. Um, like they said, it's the 80s. It's the Cosmic generation. Day. America right. loves black people, right? So let's make a movie where it's devoid of any black people for real, for real, that, that could check him on this or be a peer to him. And this is right. my experience, and as an aside, this has been my experience in the workplace, man. Like I have never worked around another brother that was like my age or some another black dude around my age. It was always been like older black women in the place or old black man, and that's kind of like how this movie was. It's like
0: that's because you went to the white man's university. It leaves shit, it
1: leaves no space, like these these areas. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point here. It leaves no space for. A black man to just be right. So, right, like this movie doesn't work because it's sh- it's a complete devoid of a black man at all within this story.
0: Ooh, Thanks. You know Go what? That 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 brings me to uh, the, the, and this was probably the most egregious scene. Like, no, no, the second most egregious scene in my opinion. We we gonna get to the most egregious scene, but the second most egregious scene was egregious. Uh. He was at a pickup basketball game, Mm -hmm. and it was literally the two captains fighting. One of them was Ronald
1: Reagan's son. You got to add that in there. One
0: of which, who was Ronald Reagan's son? One of which was Ronald Reagan's son. So two captains fighting over this new Barack Obama-looking black kid who they've never seen play basketball, Mm -hmm. and... They were saying, oh, you already got Clarence. Like, he give us Clarence. him so it'll be you. You already got Daryl. It's like, you already got Daryl.
1: We will take Marcus. We'll take Marcus. It's actually Mark. <laughs> we'll right, take, right, right. Hey, they they changed Marcus. that nigga his name. name, name to, his name is Mark Pelfrey Watson. They changed that nigga name to Marcus <laughs> Washington.
0: <laughs> right, right. So, he was telling them he doesn't play that good. He said, well, I'll play one or two times on the playground. And or they said playground. perfect oh, the street
1: bar he said playground is where he spent most of his days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, exactly. So of course he's trash, and the other black guy is just killing. And they're like, well, they're looking at him like he's crazy. Like, what what are you doing? Like, even the other black guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, the 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 point of the scene is I'm thinking. You can't judge a book by its cover. Like black people, not all black people can play basketball. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work because he's not right. black. So, he can't play basketball because yeah, he's black. not black. But all black people and can play. The other basketball. black guy can play basketball because he is black. Just reinforces like it. you're you're doing nothing but furthering this stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck is this doing in this movie? Like either make it where he is good and like they're living up to the stereotype in the movie, but he's really white, and it's not because I'm black that I can play basketball. I can play basketball, or I, I don't know. Make the other black guys, but what, what you did just further it was no no redeeming quality to that scene. It was just bullshit.
1: It's I gotta tell you, man. Like I marvel at the fact that. Cause I, I sometimes try to watch. I sometimes watch older movies and stuff, uh, and, and or just movies currently too, man. It's, I just marvel at the okay. fact that people are making millions and millions of dollars creating this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Because this movie, at the time in the '80s, the optics of it was this was a good movie. I mean, it did well in the box office. It had a budget of like five million, and it did thirty-five million. You know, in that age, that's not a bad. That's not a bad return on this movie.
0: Wait a minute, though. Like, because people always say that critic, like, oh, it, it, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of this myself. Different time you're watching it through different cl- glasses, but there were people in slavery days who were against slavery. They were called Quakers and abolitionists. Like, not all white people were all for the norm. Like. It was hard to be that back then, but those people did exist much like in the 80s when this movie came came out. Oh, well, it got canned. There were critics. Yeah, it was like 13% it. 13% rotten tomatoes. Wait, I don't know if that's now or back then. Like that's but weird. back this is a this is a tagline from back then. Out of date, unpleasant, cataclysmically ill-conceived this was from when it came out (laughs) so there were people who like people still went to see it you're right it was successful it made money but there were people saying like nah white
1: college boy poses as black to get Harvard scholarship fast but slapdash funny but cowardly the comedy was out of date before they even made this no matter how much they tried and twist the ending because at the end Oh, man. So remember, we we're talking about the black guy that's actually good at basketball? So right. after he punches the two white guys for saying the joke about the girl who's trying right. to smash his kid, right? The black yeah. guy is at the table with a couple other black people. And, like, they, they zoom in on him. He's like, all right, yeah, that brother, solid, man. All right. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Man. yes. All, all the affirmatives that occurred.
0: Yeah. That shit is de- This movie is depressing you
1: know what <laughs> Let me hear it Let me tell you what uh, I just want to read this because I don't even know where this is going to go I'm just going to read this It's from Tyron York 8 months ago Man, this movie cool with a little bit of swag on me and a tree started falling on the sky was green ham and had his had a face with me eating the sheets and drinking the bed and folding the dishes and he fell in his bed to jump in mid-air to fly to walk into
0: the courthouse for not to leave his car in the bathroom and then his rat ran into the sky with his hand. Uh. A white, it, it, I'm 1,000% sure a white man wrote that. Remember. Oh my God tyron tyron york
1: <laughs> and it's like this his avatar is like a, a simpsons character in blackface so yes tyron york is a yeah, that, white that, man. that's
0: clearly a white man
1: <laughs> just trying to get trying to trying to like be trying to like promote some bullshit but yeah so well, what's our final review of, of this uh of soul man are we done are we done eviscerating this movie it was trash it was un, it was it's not a good movie
0: it, it, it was no we are not done because okay, we go haven't on. got to the most right. egregious scene. Oh, yeah. What is the most and egregious scene? And, of course, it is the dinner party. He was smashing. Dads oh, yeah. Opus, right, right. Who we didn't even get into. But she fetishized men of color. Mm-hmm. And just the only reason she wanted him was because he was black. And that That is a, a white woman thing. Oh, yeah. Like, she... Like, just was, it, it was fetish, fetishization, fetish, Fetishiza- fetishization, fetishization, Uh whatever, I've I, I been drinking, <laughs> I'll admit it, <laughs> anyway, oh, but let me, let me tell you one more a, thing about that, though, Oh, John fast James, forward I mean,
1: to, like, so she's, she's with him, and she gives this whole speech, like, I want to use, I want to write this paper on you and all this shit, right, so then she goes yep, to, yep. she goes to his trial, and she's there with a Native American man.
0: They had all the same thing. Like, so with him, she said, I don't believe in black and white. It's just shades of gray. And he was all for it, like, ooh. And she was saying that same thing to the actual Native Mm -hmm. American dude. She was like, I don't believe in white and red. I just believe in shades of pink. pink." (laughs) And he was like, what the fuck, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) It just gave her a look and shit. And I'm like, that is the correct reaction. Crossing bow, no like,
1: white bitch, no. (laughs)
0: right he gonna hit but he's gonna keep it moving (laughs) i'm gonna tell her i'm going to tell her about herself after i hit this nigga went to dinner with her and let's keep in mind he was supposed to study with ray don chong who he's been pursuing the entire movie up until the point where he meets this girl And goes to chill with her when he's supposed to be studying with Radon Chong, who actually needs the help. They both are kind of struggling because she's struggling because she has all these extra responsibilities. He's struggling because he's a fuck up who doesn't deserve to be there. (laughs) Exactly. So they were supposed to help each other out. She left him hanging. He left her hanging to come be with her. Anyway, she ends up inviting him to a dinner party at her house. He goes in. The father is racist from the beginning of the movie. Leslie That's Wilson. the landlord who he's renting the house from. Leslie Nelson, who we thought was cool because he
1: did movies with OJ Simpson. That was Leslie Nelson. Yeah, that was Nilsen. Leslie Nelson. Remember the Naked God movies? He was like, oh, yeah, Leslie Nelson. I know cool. who Leslie Nelson <sighs> is. Leslie Nelson, cool
0: because he did movies with OJ Simpson. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the thing. Well, oh, yeah. Leslie Nielsen has always been cool before
1: OJ. Right? I'm just saying, like we thought, like we a treat, like we thought he was cooler because oh, he doing a movie with OJ.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't think he would do something like this. No, I, I wouldn't think that. But anyway, so it's a dinner party and it's an awkward dinner because he's black and oh my god, so a black fucking butler comes. And serves everybody their plates. And I thought that he would be a character, or have we would get some kind of insight into him. with... We actually did. Oh, what? Well, I, I might have missed that that Let too because I, I was watching should, this movie passively. Go we, ahead.
1: So everyone knows he's so. This movie is enveloped in everybody just going along with this being a black man, right?
0: <laughs> right? right. So
1: even the 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 uh, the butler or the server or whatever. It's going along right. with him being a black man. So how does he act towards him? He is resentful in serving this black kid at this dinner table with these yeah. white people. Right. The energy was all right. like, "Fuck you, nigga. What are you doing here around all these good white exactly. people?" That was the energy. Go on. Exactly.
0: But that—that that was the energy. What I—what what I was meaning is, I would have hoped to get an insight into him as a human being. We did not oh, no, get not that. Like, we got, we got the innermost thoughts of everybody at that table. Not, not that black dude. Right. Like, and we, we didn't really get Dawn Chong's motivation or any insight into her character. She was there as a fucking black mechanism defense. for him to relate compass. to black people. Like, and to be the hero and to come in and help her when she needed it and, like, all that bullshit. So, there was no, that it, it just wasn't there. But, anyway, so what we did get was, the first reaction was, he looks at the mother, the mother looks at him, and it goes into her inner thoughts, and it's a man, straight up fucking birth of a nation, man, dingo fucking flashback type shit like mm-hmm. a mandingo daydream where she's like oh i don't remember the exact words but this he was is like, he's like i always wanted yeah, he's like yeah go ahead
1: go i've always wanted to taste white women and here's my chance and he's got a goddamn switchblade in his mouth and and she's <laughs> like
0: oh oh don't do. and then he rips her fucking top down exposing her the she had still had the bra on, but he rips her shirt open and she's just all for it. And to the point where other people at the table look at her like, oh my God, what's going on with you? The, the next one was the son. He had like a little uh, portable TV and he was watching like Prince or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said, uh, I thought I told you not to have that thing at the dinner table. Take it off. So he takes it off and he looks at the black man and immediately pictures him as Prince and keep in mind this is our white protagonist in blackface now in a Prince costume Mm -hmm. playing the guitar gyrating in front of this little white boy and the little white boy is clapping like an idiot like I, I may be exaggerating. Oh, no, yeah, he was but gyrating in,
1: that... in front of the white boy. You are oh, correct. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, man. Just I as you hear
0: it, he was... I'm shaking my head just
1: hearing. Right, my... yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm right. like, that. did he not do that? Because that is over the top. But apparently, no, that is exactly, exactly what, what he's gyrating, right. playing his guitar in front of this little white kid. Mm-hmm. And the white is clapping like an idiot and just eating it all up. And then you go to the next one, which is. Wait, what, what Leslie is oh, the father. The yeah, fucking father, and this is the worst mm-hmm. of the fucking worst. He was in a fucking uh, pimp outfit. Uh, one of them Halloween store, like, right. like not even re- party like, city what, what, what pimp outfit. Spirit of spirit of Halloween. Yeah. He was in one of the spirit spirit of Halloween store pimp outfits. It was all pink and the fucking twenty dollar one and everything's in the bag. The big ass hat with the feather. And his his daughter, like his, who was the white dude, the white black dude's girlfriend, she was pregnant, sitting on the couch, and he says, "Bitch, go get me my hypodermic needle, with a big ass fucking slice of watermelon, a face size slice of watermelon that he was eating, and then it says, and some more watermelon, and then he looks at the father and says, what you looking at? In his most blackest." niggerish fucking slave voice that he could muster. Mm. It was the worst.
1: Yeah, this movie did did nothing to like... It, it was blackface in the 80s. I mean, what they did with the blackface was all the negative stereotypes possible. They didn't expose those and challenge these people on them. They just exposed them and just... Kept them out there. Got laughed. Yeah, the only challenge came was when he punched those two white guys in a self-serving way to play the, play the hero and the ultimate white savior.
0: Yeah, to, get, to get the black exactly. girl. Yeah.
1: If it, who
0: he stole the scholarship from.
1: Who said he's going to pay it back with interest. But wait a minute, didn't your dad say he wouldn't give you any money no
0: more? Well, so how are you going to pay this back? Because he's going to get the, the Harvard grad, blah, blah, blah. But the the one interesting thing that I... I realized after watching this a few days later was I I would be angrier with this movie if like I felt like it was just something that somebody wrote like oh this is going to be funny like trying to write a comedy but I realized that it's not a comedy it's not even fiction this is Roy Northam's Biography. Right. So <laughs> like, tell, tell the people if you, who you don't Rory know who,
1: is, yeah.
0: If, if you don't know who Roy Northam is, he was the uh, governor of. Oh shit, I'm blanking. Virginia um, was it Virginia, yeah. The governor is. of Virginia. who is he is the governor of Virginia? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let me say was. He is the governor of Virginia who got in a blackface scandal where they brought these pictures of his friend of him back in college in full blackface and it it was a thing like he had to do a press conference where he just he said oh well like yeah it it was just a a thing you know i was doing a talent show like i used to do it all the time no he said he did it all the time he was a michael jackson impersonator he would put on blackface and do talent shows and a reporter asked him can you moonwalk and he literally took two steps back and turned to the side before his wife grabbed him and stopped him. Like there will be none of this. <laughs> <laughs> he was about to moonwalk. So, like, so when I get the cots, wait, go wait, ahead, look, wait, look, look, real quick, fast forward. After that, he didn't resign because the next guy also had a blackface scandal the next guy up and the guy after that was a republican so he stayed on and actually did a whole lot for the black community like he he really put work in and the the kind of story around it like the buzz was black people are pragmatic they know this motherfucker is gonna do the work he has been doing Mm -hmm. the work he showed us (laughs) who he is we're not gonna get rid of him and get some somebody bullshit in here, and now we have him. He owes us. He owes us his fucking life.
1: And think about the context in which you said he was doing blackface. He was doing it at contests, performing, right? Mm. Mm. Who's he performing? Was he performing against other black people or is it just
0: white people? You know it was just Just white white people. people.
1: Okay, so that's really... That's still bad. Um, But is it as bad as a Republican doing blackface around his white fraternity friends at a party? But it's probably... It's the same, though. But when I heard you say, like... It's it's the same. It's definitely the same. Because you don't need the the blackface. Like, you already are showing... Like, so when people put on blackface, they're putting on, this is me being black, right? But people yep. associate rhythm and dancing a lot of times with black people, right? The best, I mean, there were yep. white dancers. There's Fred Astaire, whatever. But most great black da- dancers are black, right? So this motherfucker was already, like, dancing and shit. Like, you could have just got out there and and Michael Jackson at this point was probably already white, nigga. What are you doing? You look That's more like thing, Michael though.
0: Jackson now without the black face than you ever could. You no, know, Michael the- Jackson wasn't white till the early 90s but that it doesn't matter because it was just as bad because the picture in the yearbook wasn't a picture of him in a thriller jacket he was just blackface like regular blackface yearbook? standing next to a dude in a Ku Klux Klan oh, yeah. full guard and then the Virginia is- and they never found who that dude was and in fact they didn't even uh, clarify if he was the one in blackface or the one in the Ku Klux Klan outfit, because mm. he never said which one. He just said he used to wear blackface all the time. Oh yeah, this is. So what? 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 I'm thinking this is, is, college. This is he college. was the one in blackface, and his friend was the guy, the the friend from the movie who went on to be Brett Kavanaugh. He was the guy in the Klan outfit. Oh, <laughs> like it, this shit, it, it was a documentary, bro.
1: Also, uh, one thing um, to point out in that movie was that his friend was like... He, he said to his friend, his sidekick or whatever, like, why didn't you tell me I should have did this? And that it was immoral. He was like, well, hey, man, when I do something immoral, I don't want you trying to stop me from doing it.
0: Yeah, white, it, it's it's pure white... It's white man in its final form. Like, my, it's my form. father... Yeah, final form. My my father cuts me off from my birthright of wealth and prosperity. So what do I do? I, I I go full white man level three white man's my final form and just take it from a minority. <laughs> like, it's what they do. Like it, it, he had to go into his cocoon and like go Super Saiyan white <laughs> man. <laughs> right,
1: Super Saiyan white man. Because <laughs> like think about it, man. Like they be like, you know, they say like the whole Confederate flag is it's not about racism, right? They say it's about our heritage. It's about a legacy, right? Well, that heritage and that legacy is y'all built your economy on the backs of black people, and then people up north said, nah, fuck that, and y'all went to war, and y'all still got y'all ass whipped. That's the legacy Mm -hmm. and heritage you want to hang on to. Yeah, it was bad. So, and it's like, I saw this very interesting uh, meme, or it was like a
0: video. Wait, hold on. Before you get into that, let, let me just make sure I throw this in. Like, the white people went to war in the South for slavery. The people in the North went against slavery. But don't get it twisted. The North was just as racist as the oh, South. Yeah, for sure. yeah they, they just didn't have the laws. Like... Fast forward to the Jim Crow era. Jim Crow happened because the South the South had laws on the books saying white kids can't go to school with black kids. But the North, they just didn't let them into the school and didn't say why. It, was it wasn't a written well, law. The,
1: it was laws. It was the race covenants, which based where you go to school on where you live. So if you can't live in this area, you can't go to school in this area.
0: But was but it wasn't because yes. It was black. yes it, it, it was yes it was it, was.
1: it was race covenants, Wait, which what? means. These neighborhoods will be white only. and
0: But that wasn't a written yes, law. Yes, it That's what was.
1: Race covenants Wait, were what? written laws. They were actual laws that they were called race covenants, which allowed people to say this community will be white only in the communities tied to the school district. So,
0: yes. That goes contrary to everything that I've read, but I'm going to have to look that up because I've, I've never heard Okay, fair enough. But, yeah. So, Shit, That so. I got something to look up and with. Fuck, like, I, we got all the way into this and into some other shit. Maybe we'll do this on a part two, like the race covenant shit and, like, how that is, if it is or if it isn't. But I think this is a good place to leave it. Well, alright, so. um,
1: Okay, uh, yeah, so, I mean. What we get out of this is, you know, obviously Soul Man is a horrible movie, but it's indicative of the the inherent problem you have with blackface and trying to tell black people's stories without having black people in the room, you know. So as we continue on with our podcast, um, we want to talk about you know, some of the images we're seeing out there that are negative and how they reinforce these stereotypes that lead to such things as cops having a visceral reaction or, or white people grabbing their purse or thinking that they can weaponize their whiteness by saying an African-American male is threatening me because he's telling me to put my dog on a fucking leash. So we'll, we'll continue to get in that kind of stuff. But keep it locked with Papa G, you know what I mean? It's your boy Lou. It's your boy Lou Money. Silky El Cedoso. Leom they Suave back here in Houston for the time being. My man Louis Newton in H-Town. I mean, in, uh, the, in the D. H yeah,
0: T yeah. no don't, don't don't ever disrespect me I like know, that man, man. <laughs> motor city motor man city, Detroit, Detroit all yeah. day 313 rebbing so yeah man just con- East Side to be exact
1: so yeah man continue to keep it locked with us here on Anthropology. you got a topic shoot us an email anthropology at gmail.com you can describe you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify Apple Stitcher Google Breaker wherever you get your podcast and as usual, keep it locked with Anthropopagy as we mind and mind coach. Peace. Peace.